Great, we got the recording going, and as you know, um, this is like our eighth uh, teleseminar together, and I'm Mark Howard, and today we're going to be talking about developing the eyes to see the love in your relationship. Um, and so here's how it'll work. I've got a few things that I want to share about this topic. And then I'll open it up for questions or comments and um and uh and we'll go about like uh fifty minutes, fifty five minutes or so today. Um uh so right now um I'm gonna you know share a bit on this topic and then if you have a question or comment as we open that up in a few minutes for that, just press star two. When you press star two, I will see that you have a comment and I will get to you. Um, uh, also, as you know, uh, these uh, teleseminars are recorded and available on my webpage um, for free. So you can listen to them again or tell other people about them. Uh, I heard a lot uh, from many of you that these are very helpful and you like the, you like the opportunity to uh, hear them again. So I'm glad that it's working for you all. So uh, again, you can download them by going to the website www.3principlesinstitute.org 3principlesinstitute.org and then click on the community page and you'll see all of the past recordings. Okay, what what um, what what is this about around developing the eyes to see the love in your relationship? Well, it is, it's something I've seen now for uh, 31 years in uh, bringing the principles in my work with people, particularly with couples and improving relationships and helping people in relationships um, discover the love in their relationship even when they think it's gone. And... Uh, I wanted to talk today about how uh, it's pretty common for people to miss uh, their partner sharing this energy of love with them because of the way they're looking for, for it. So typically, uh, before we get there in general, you know, um, the, the point for most couples is uh, that love is never lost. It It, it can't be. It's it's the energy we are, we are all a part of. And um, in a relationship, um, it gets masked by the, the habits of thought that couples get into with each other, like fault-finding or a bother or, I don't know, judgmental thinking, things like that. And um, that's where I come in because most couples that come to see me are kind of caught up in that. And they were afraid that um, the love has left the relationship. And um, and it's that old saying, like, the honeymoon is over, and um, it's all downhill from there. But really, uh, the hope they get as we begin to talk with each other is that it does not uh, ever leave a relationship, or it's really the individual people in the relationship, because... That's the energy they are. And so most of the time, it's helping couples 
with the way that they have got into thinking about one another that has become obstacles to uh, really seeing that the love did not go anywhere. And it's there for them the rest of their lives to get deeper and deeper and deeper because the rest of your life with someone, um, you never get to the end of, uh, of understanding and knowing the other person where it will deepen the feelings of love for each other. So that's the basic uh, premise I've seen in all of my years of bringing the principles to helping couples and relationships, whether it's a love relationship or whether it's in the relationships with business or with friends or co-workers. But what is this thing about developing the eyes to, to see this love? Well, it speaks to this whole idea of... Um, separate reality. And what separate reality means is that people uh, through their learning and through their development and growing up, they use thought in their own way. They they develop their own uh, preferences in life, what they like and what they dislike and uh, what movies they like to see. It goes down to all of that. They live in their own thought-created reality from what they picked up in life and what they've learned to think and believe. So each person lives in their own way. They live their life according to their own their own personal thinking. And that carries through in everything. You know, if you look at uh, uh, any relationship, uh, whether it's family or just a, a couple, you see that people have different uh, uh, realities for anything that comes up you can see that everybody has a different way of going about having breakfast. Some people just want coffee. Some people want cereal. People want a hot breakfast and so forth. And it goes all the way through to the way people really express this feeling of love. So, um, uh, So let me give you a story and we'll talk about this point from the story. Many years ago, when this first idea came to me about how couples miss the love that's being expressed to them, um, I was seeing this couple, and um, their main complaint was that uh, neither partner was showing uh, the other any love or understanding or affection. And so as a little background as we got into this, uh, you know, the uh, wife uh, grew up in a family that uh, expressed uh, the feeling of love uh, physically. So they would hug, they would, um, you know, they were having a family dinner or get-together. People would kiss everybody hello and kiss everybody goodbye. And so so love was expressed very physically. Um, And so, as you can see, in developing a way of thinking... Uh, the wife had an expectation that that's how love is expressed. Very innocent way that we begin to develop our our preferences, the realities we live in. Well, the husband, just uh, as it would be, grew up in a household that expressed this love and understanding uh, by doing things for each other. So um, the parents would do help the kids do homework, drive them to athletic events or 
different situations like that. I do chores around the house. Um, the husband, who was uh, one, one of the sons in the family, cut the lawns every Saturday. So all of this was a way that the family expressed to one another their love for each other. So you could see that his expectation was that uh, if somebody loved them, they would do something for you. Now, here's how it works. Living in that reality, the wife learned her way of expressing affection or love, and that was um, to be physical or to expect that. And the husband uh, learned to express it by doing things or expecting that being done to them. So you could see that having those eyes, see, that's what I meant by eyes, having those eyes for how love should be, they would probably miss each other. So the the wife uh, was expecting that when the husband came home from work, uh, she could give him hugs, kiss him, and welcome him home, and um, he would want to cuddle watching TV. Well, he didn't want to have anything of that. And so she was now thinking that, uh, you know, he uh, wasn't showing her any love. Well... He, what he was doing instead was his way of showing love. He was, uh, I don't know, fixing something in the house on a Saturday morning for her, uh, doing chores around the house, um, at times pitching in and cooking dinner, driving her home from work at times. And all of that was coming from his feeling of love and being transformed through thought into his way of expressing it. Well, she wasn't getting any hugs, and he wasn't getting any doing things for him, so they were both complaining that the other person really wasn't showing any love. But you could see they were both showing love to one another in their own way. So without the eyes for that, you miss it. That's what I meant today about developing the eyes for seeing the love uh, in your relationship, because people have their own particular way that they share it. That doesn't mean that once a couple has understanding for this particular facet of the way principles work, that they won't uh, uh, change and and be generous to the other person. So the husband, you know, here in this scenario, did have understanding finally, and so did the wife, and with that, they were more generous. So he would cuddle at times uh, watching TV and um, and she would do a few things more for him. So uh, you can become generous and change your ways for another person once you have the understanding that we're talking about together today. So the key here is that the energy uh, that we call love is the energy of the principle. Uh, I just saw that... Um, there was a quote from Bill Pettit uh, on uh, a Facebook event he was doing, and it was something like, uh, we are the energy of love in a in a body. And um, so it's another way of saying the same thing, that, that love is this energy we are from mind, and it's all around us. Everybody is love. 
I remember a story uh, about Sidney Banks that during the whole period of this um, spiritual insight he had, a little prior to that, he um, talks about that story when he was up um, at a couple's retreat and a psychologist told him, no, you only think you're insecure. And he heard that. And he had told us that he, uh, upon getting that insight, uh, was filled with love for three days, just completely filled with the energy of love. So pretty high level, isn't it? And um, uh, and so his friend uh, was telling us that um, they were walking down Salt Spring Island, one down the downtown area, and Sid had this feeling, and Sid told him, you know, I have to do everything I can not to hug people because he just felt the love that's around all of us. So so when we're in relationships, uh, we have to begin to broaden our view, broaden the way we look at people's ways with us. Because uh, if we hold on to the fact that our friends, our co-workers, and our loved uh person, our spouse or partner, significant other, or family, and we have this expectation that their love for us or affection for us needs to be shown in one way. Now, that will set us up for uh, for um, getting bothered because not no one has the same way of expressing their, uh, their feelings for another person. And... Um, and the other thing is you'll miss, you'll miss the subtleties of that because when people express this love to another person, many times it's in a subtle form. It's just a look or a tone of voice or like this husband doing something for you or offering to do something for you. I know another uh, client of mine hates people giving him advice. Well, you know, he was just talking about a story where he went to this uh, store to shop and one of the staff offered uh, him a piece of advice around this situation he was dealing with. And right away, this uh, client of mine got reactive. Well, the, what he missed was that the staff person was coming from the feeling of love, which formed in generosity. And the generosity of the love was expressed by the staff person as giving advice. So developing the eyes means that you have a sense that you really have a sense that love is all around, that everyone truly is love being expressed and that you keep an eye open for the many, many different ways that people have learned um, how to express that to another person. Another piece here for this couple and other couples in a relationship is that, you know, once there have been some um, difficulties in the relationship or in a communication in the relationship, when somebody gets the feeling of love in them and they want to express it toward their mate, they go about it carefully because... Uh, they're not sure whether it'll be accepted because there's been this difficulty in communication. 
So once again, if you don't have an eye for that, you're going to miss it because somebody's not going to be direct with their expression of love. They're going to be careful at first. So being able to see that the way people have, because of the nature of thought, created their ideas about what to, how to express themselves when they're in this feeling of love. And um, you can, you don't have an eye for that. You're going to miss a lot of it that's around you throughout the day. Because if you come back to the fact that we are all part of that, it must be around you all day. Now, again, it doesn't mean, uh, like we have talked about in past seminars, that you're going to run up against people in difficult states of mind or troubled states of mind. I'm not talking about those situations. I'm talking about when you go into situations where people themselves are just in a good feeling. They might just, you just might be walking down the street and they say hello to you. And, um, you know, if you're busy in your head about uh, how much, uh, how many people are, you know, how many people are walking on the street and how you got to keep dodging people, you miss another expression of love. Or you, you know, I know... Um, we love, my wife and I love to go up you know, to Union Square in San Francisco. And so we're going into department stores and, you know, you know, at times people will open the door or hold it open for you. And, I, you know, and if you're thinking ahead of yourself about, oh, man, look at the crowd of people over there. Look at that person there, um, you know, singing on the street. If you're into all of that, you'll miss, again, an expression of love and generosity. Now, if you're open to it, you'll see it in everything. So uh, I'll give you an example of that. Uh, I met um, one of the uh, practitioners who is um, learning to bring the three principles into her practice who lives close to San Francisco, California. And uh, so I've been talking with her uh, because I do also mentor practitioners and we've been meeting in San Francisco for lunch. Well, we sit to have lunch and um, over comes the waiter who is someone that, I go to this place often, so it's someone who um, I've seen before. He comes up and he says hello and uh is, is like, uh, uh, you know, and then we, we kind of recognized one another. And we got into this great feeling. And um, and you could just see the feeling elevate in all three of us as, as we just started to talk. And uh, he was uh, just sharing about his life and uh, came up to, to say hello. He was now managing the restaurant, whereas when I'd seen him before, he was waiting now, had I been thinking, what's this person doing? Here I am having a conversation with this person, and now somebody's coming up, uh, some staff person's coming up, and they're intruding, huh? I would have missed it. I would have missed it. Because, you know, in that state of mind of bother, my being bothered, I would have been rude, and the person would have backed off and uh, clo- and, and closed off that expression of love, which was his coming up to say hello. So we're all like this. We're all in the human condition. But I have seen this 
all the time when I am helping couples find the love that exists in their relationship. And I have seen it for all the years. So I thought I would talk about it today with all of you because it's so easy to um, uh, to stay in your own separate reality of how how you should be treated or how uh, love should be expressed or and uh, miss miss it uh when it's really all around you and um in fact um there have been times when i've seen it uh with uh you know uh three principles practitioner where somebody will be so filled with love and gratitude, they'll come up to the practitioner and thank them for uh, their work and the person will get kind of insecure about it or self-conscious rather than accepting of that uh, energy. So um, uh, I just wanted to um, offer that to you today that uh, as you develop your eyes to see ways in which people are expressing um, their love and understanding uh, toward you and other people when you're out in the community, you start to find more um, uh, more uh, uh, feelings of that. You'll just be you'll just find yourself filling up more um, with that. I mean, we do when it gets out to be exceptional, you know, when, you know, the news reports of a, you know, a really significant generous act by a human being. But those uh, experiences uh, are around all day. They're they're in people. That's what people are. And um, and so um, I just wanted to offer this for you, for your own relationships and for your own um ways about um, expressing your uh, feelings of love to another person. It goes the other way, too, you know. If you have that feeling of love and you express it and it does, doesn't go anywhere with that person, all that may be happening is that they don't expect it to come the way you are expressing it. And so it doesn't have to be a big deal. A lot of times I've seen that lead to difficulties too, that um, because a person can't, another person can't see your expression, your way of expressing it, um, should not be a big deal. And if it's not a big deal and you just realize, well, maybe they've got an expectation that that feeling is expressed in another way, you can talk to them about it. It opens up so many channels to learn more about somebody in your life. Because really, that's where the love deepens in a relationship. The love deepens in a relationship when you really hear, um, know the humanness of your partner rather than, oh, judge it, you know, rather than having an opinion of it. And once you get to see it is just their way, and that's how they've learned to do it, given the nature of thought. It doesn't become much for you, and you can start talking about 
about it with the other person, and before you know it, you learn something about each other. And that's where uh, this experience of a love relationship deepens. It's a special relationship because it allows opportunities for this to take place all the time. So do deep friendships as well. Um, I know of friendships where people uh, can talk about these differences in a way that opens up an understanding for each other, where where they become very generous with each other around um, offering to make changes in the way they express their love to the other person or their understanding to the other person. So again, developing these eyes, as I call it, allows people to move beyond the upset, the bother, the fault-finding that gets in the way of of realizing this love that's already there in this relationship to begin with. So, um, that's all I have to say today about it. Um, uh, so I just wanted to open it up and hear if uh, any of you have any thoughts about what was presented or any other questions uh, in general about the principles. Um, if you have any questions or want to make a comment, then really feel free to do so. This is what part of the teleseminar is about, is also hearing from you. So if you want to do that, press star 2. And uh, I'll see that and... Uh, uh, then we'll open this up for uh, hearing from you. So anybody have any questions or any comments you'd like to say about uh, the teleseminar so far? Okay. <laughs> I hope it's making sense to to all of you as I can't see any of you but I I hope it's making sense for you and and uh, you find that um you, there there have been some helpful points so far. Um so well let's keep um well let's keep looking at this because um you know um this feeling of love is a pure and neutral feeling that's impersonal. And it takes on kind of a personal form once thought creates some some personal way of expressing it through us, either through generosity or compassion or gratitude or just understanding. And um and uh, I don't know how it is for you when you're out in a store shopping or and sometimes, you know, for me, I've witnessed this from time to time where um, I'm in a line to buy something. I'm in this line and it's slowing down because the clerk is having a difficult time with a customer uh, up ahead of us. And uh, and it's pretty tempting um, in that line to start to move toward bother. You know, it's pretty tempting because... You're in this long line, you've been shopping, and you could easily get into thoughts about, well, why don't they hire competent people? Why don't they hire more people? You know, you can get into all of that. But seeing the humanness of, of that person helps. And um, and what I mean by that is you can see that 
that um, when that happens, that clerk or that staff person got caught up, it got into a nervous state, got into, excuse me, a lot of overwhelming thinking. And when you see that about a person, it's easy to um, have the eyes for your own love and understanding. And uh, I've seen it from time to time, not just with with me, but people in front of me find that feeling. And uh, when it's their turn to go up, you could still see that the staff person is pretty flustered. And they help them out. And you could see that when they express that uh, understanding and, and love, compassion, that's the form of it, it settles the other person down. And um, that person in settling down regroups and um, and you could see that they get that feeling too. They start to be grateful for the help. Uh, they're Im- immensely grateful and thankful for um, the help that they received. So you could see that with the expression of this uh, love energy in the form of compassion, it has an impact on someone, and when they can receive it, they're thankful for it. They're thankful for it. We saw it um, all the time in the work we did over here in Santa Clara County in California with um, people who were suffering some, from some very, very serious uh, mental health issues, you know, and and um, we would offer these community groups every night of the week for people. And you could hear the groups. The groups would fill up to like 30 people and people who are still in some very difficult places psychologically. But as the feeling deepened, you could see that they shifted. And I'll never forget this... Um, and there are many, many instances of this, but this one individual um, who uh, started the meeting in a very, very troubled state, uh, at times talking in a very kind of delusional way or a way that didn't make sense, all of a sudden, because of the feeling in the room, the feeling just rose in terms of, of uh, caring for one another, supporting one another, having a feeling of love for each other, it settled this person down. And uh, he could then ask a question. He said, you know, um, I suffer from a schizophrenia, and yet I don't, I, I'm seeing something about thought. So I just want you to help me with worry. Uh, and so here's this person who had all this delusional thinking finding something that was pretty simple for him to work on. It was worry. He didn't care about... He wasn't asking to take care of that delusional thinking. He wanted to take care of something closer to his human. And it was the feeling in the room that settled everybody down. And people then, in that feeling, could offer generously their uh, ideas. And this person heard them because of that feeling. So it's all around us, even when it looks like it doesn't exist, it's there. And uh, 
If you have an eye for it, you'll see it. Now, one way to kind of, I don't know, highlight that is um, if you're not in it, um, you will probably miss it too, you know. So if you're with a person and you're caught up in these habits we get through our lives about fault-finding or critical thinking or having an opinion, you will probably miss it yourself. Yet, if you can see that that way of looking at someone is keeping you from being able to use that energy you are a part of in a wise way in this relationship to see it in the other person, um, that will help you. I think I've shared this before, but it's coming to mind for me. And uh, I know that um, I um, knew this um, one person, a very close friend of mine. And um, we would always, you know, be out together socially or at work together socially. But he was very opinionated. And uh, and so early on in our relationship, uh, that would bother me. And... Uh, and so I uh, would kind of distance myself from him when he was in that state socially with other people or at a gathering or something like that. Well, as I was learning the principles and this whole idea of uh, what we're sharing today came to me, uh, I realized that um, when we were together at this social event, and we were sitting together in this uh, living space, and uh, he was moving into his usual style, and it occurred to me, because you see, that's what happens with the understanding of the principles. What you started to realize will occur to you. It's not like other um, approaches that that give you a strategy for realizing the, the principles when you need them, but they, it will occur to you, and it occurred to me that I want to not be in an opinion or in a reaction to my friend. And just as that occurred to me, the next thought came, you know, um, this person just gets like that when they get a little insecure or nervous. You know, with the, you know being out here socially and so forth, maybe he's a little self-conscious. And when people, I know when people are like that, they get a style. They get their way going, and this is his way. And then the next thought came this feeling of love, this feeling of love and understanding. And it formed in man, this is just a dear friend of yours. And, you know, he's as human as you are. And so I was able to just be there. I wasn't bothered. I wasn't reacting. Nothing existed like that. And I could just be there. I didn't say much. I was just there with um, a deep appreciation for this human being in my life. That's the way the love expressed itself. And, um, okay, so why am I saying this? Because this is why I'm saying There's this person in their way. Uh, there is, doesn't look like there's any expression of love. But I was in that feeling. I was in and it emanated. It emanated out. Just as when you're in a 
<laughs> you know, bothered state where you have a severe opinion about someone, that emanates out too. So that at the end of the evening, as we were uh, driving home, he turned to me and said, you know what? You're my best buddy. Uh, I really care for you. So it was, this is, you know, this is just a story really to share the power of this feeling and um, how if you, how easy it is for all of us to get into ways of thinking that um, keep our eyes restricted from seeing it. And if you know that that happens and that you have a sense that everybody is the expression of love moment to moment and they will express it their way, you'll start to broaden your field of perception. You'll see it more and more. And when you see it, you will see it in the sense that you have already been deeper in love. See? For you to see it, you have to have that going in you. So it just deepens. You just see it more and it deepens. That's why you can be touched um, by these generous acts that happen in humanity. That's why you can be touched because you feel, you get connected. You're always connected, but you have a freer flow of the love that is in you. So when you don't have the eyes for it, you're kind of like watching TV and the TV only has like three channels. So they're good channels, but there's only three that are available to you. But when you start to understand that love is all around you and can come to you in many, many different colors and shapes and and forms, you start to add more channels to your TV set. Out here we have uh, cable, so we get a, I don't know, we get like, I don't know, there's like 200, there's like, I don't know, 700 channels. I mean, um, so you can imagine opening up your, your field of vision for love that broad from one or two to 700. And so that's the whole idea here is that you understand that um, there are many, many different ways in which people are expressing love in the vicinity of you uh, than you might be able to see. And the only thing you need to do to see it is to understand that is to take a look. Um, And you'll see it. You'll see another way that it starts to form with people. Uh, People will offer you something. They'll uh, give up a seat for you. They'll let you go first. Um, Many, many, many different ways. They'll give you a hug, even if you don't want something physical. So uh, I hope that's helpful to to you all. Um, I want to just check in again and see if anybody would like to make a comment or ask a question. 
You know, I'd really like to hear from you before we end for today. Again, press star six if you'd like to share anything. Well, we have a quiet group today. There's a lot of you on, too. Um, so I'm going to just listen a bit because <laughs> I wasn't expecting to uh, talk the whole the whole way. Um, you know, um, I think that um, uh, one of the blessings I had in um, listening to Sidney Banks is he would always, this is just my view of, of listening to him, is he would always point people to this, right? He would always point me to this. And it helped because many times um, uh, when he is, was speaking at a very, very high level, it touched me, of course. It touched me. Um, but he would always kind of wrap it up by uh, saying, you know, it's just love and understanding. And you'll see this if you look at um, the video programs that are out there, the Long Beach series or the Hawaii lectures or, I, or the one that was done in Washington, D.C., I think. Um, you'll see that at some point in there he will... Um, uh, rap, he will um, sorry somebody just said something about trying to raise their hand hold on one second anyhow he will he will guide you by saying you know it's just love and understanding when I hear that I say well I can do that if that is uh, about the principle then I can do that so um, let me see here somebody is just text me here that uh, that some that people are trying to raise their hand, but they're not able to raise it. Hold on one minute. Let me see here if something happened. Oh my God! Yes. So, okay. I I so. Um, oh man! I see all these hands. Sorry, folks. <laughs> Sandra, thanks for that. <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> oh man. Something happened here in the computer readout I have in front of me. I didn't see that, and all of a sudden it clicked in. So, Sandra, I'm going to go to you first. I'm sorry, folks, we're not going to have time for anybody here, but I'll start with you, Sandra. Um, am I unmuted? Yes. Oh, great. Um, I just wanted to say I, I remember I'm the person that went with Mark. I met him in the restaurant, and... It was something you spoke about earlier, and it was such a beautiful interchange between you and that guy in the restaurant. I felt so touched to just witness it. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad you, you're here on the call. Yeah, you were there. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just a story to share that, um, you know, having the eyes for uh, people wanting to express that feeling, you know, and he did. Yeah. And 
and you could see that all of us just kind of felt more touched, you know, and we were laughing, you know, humor comes up and we're laughing and just really connected to another human being. So all, yeah. all three of us were were connected to the feeling, huh? Yeah, it was really sweet. It was very sweet. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to hear you talk. Well, that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I just wanted to share, that's the potential, really, at, at any time for you. And in a love relationship, it's like, they're all, it's there. So, um, so that's just one, one example of how easy it is to connect. So let me uh, go to another person here. Um, so let me see here. Um, there's some, uh, and, um, Andrea? Andrea? Yeah. Did you Hello. want to say something? Hello? Hello, here's Andrea, yeah. Um, Did you want to say something? Yes, I, I very much liked the way you described that love can show up because it's, it's always so subtle. Um, it doesn't need to be a big deal to, to show love to somebody. Um, yes. Some weeks ago I had a friend staying with me and um, we walked from my little village where I live to another town and somebody totally stranger to us came towards us and we were jiggling and laughing and smiling and this person looked at us and smiled and said hello as if, if we knew each other and that was such a good feeling I think for the three of us um, yeah it's just um, lovely to rather smile at people than see them looking grumpy and unhappy and it's so easy to smile yeah you know that's the feeling of it that's the feeling of it and um and you can see that it has power uh it, it just it just uh, wakes people up if they see it you know and and it's very simple things you know it's not uh, uh dramatic uh, experiences although you know, I mean, that's what, um, I don't know, the public gets uh, uh, to highlight are the dramatic ones, but day-to-day they're simple little expressions of the feeling in you of love that brings a smile to your face to see another person in the human condition in life, uh, the same being as you, the same being as you. So I want to go to one more person. Thanks for that, Andrea. I want to go to... I have time for one more person. This person is in San Francisco. Um, 415, Bank of America. Um, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> I I am in San Francisco, but I'm not at Bank of America. It might be a bank oh, okay. number. Um, my name is Rob. And Hi, Rob. I'm, I'm calling from my job site at the Mission Bay Medical Center new hospital being built. Um, you know, all this is so sensible and so common, makes such good common sense. The, the piece that I struggle with is, you know, when you have people that you know are part of your lives, your children, your family, good friends you've had for a long time, and you, you sometimes get kind of closed down to the love that's that's in them and you, you, you kind of need to reopen your eyes to it. What about in situations where somebody that decides for their own internal reason that they want to disconnect? You know, and they're, you've you've had a really good connection with them. You feel like, you know, you've got this great relationship and then just 
suddenly it's like, you know what, I love you dearly, but um, our lives need to separate completely. And it's extremely difficult in those situations to feel like there's, you know, there's love here. Because you're feeling, you know, you're feeling this person that you have great feelings for yeah. is, is disconnecting and cutting you out of their life. Well, I know. I I think that is a, it's not easy there when you know that there's still love that is, is there. And, um, and yet, you know, the thing that has comforted me in my work and my uh, understanding of the principles is that, you know, um, Chip talks about people have their free will, meaning that they can use thought any way they want to use it. And uh, some people may not in their lifetime uh, be able to use it in a way that brings more love to them. They're they're following what they're created in their own thinking. And, um, you know, uh, that's what they'll do. And if they don't wake up to it, they, they may not wake up to it. And it's not an easy thing to uh, experience. Um, and so you try to help yourself with your own ways, uh, what you make of it through the, through the principles and know that, that uh, you, you have that feeling. But that person has their own freedom to think any way they want to think. And uh, they may not get close to a level of understanding that another person is at. And uh, when and so um, that's what will happen. It'll just happen. And um, what you want to do and what people, you know, what, what you want to do is take care of your own mind in the sense that your mind will help you, the wisdom of mind will help you the easier you can hold that or the lighter you can hold that kind of experience uh, with yourself. But um, we can't, um, you know, just learn this. We can't really force another person to see something. And, it, and it's at times I've been feeling so unfortunate that that is the case. Uh, um, and uh, yet that happens. Um, but you want to be careful to make sure you take care of yourself around it in terms of being careful with the way you use thought to make something about that. Because a lot of times, I'm not saying you, I'm just taking your uh, sure. example and extrapolating. But, you know, a lot of times people take that personal. But the principles are impersonal. And it's just unfortunate because... Uh, if that person had a sense of what was possible, um, they'd be different, but they can't see it. And as long as they're in the thinking where they can't see it, they won't see it. And um, and and there's no way that you can force a person to see it. And it's like Sydney helped me with that because early on I was getting a bit discouraged with clients who couldn't catch on, you know, and then they just left. And he just said, you know, Mark, uh, you just have to come to peace with the fact that some people are not going to be ready to see it. Um, and it's an unfortunate because you know what's possible and you know what you have. 
and yet uh, that person has the free will to dis- to you you know it's not really that way but to think the way they want to live their lives they got the free will to think you know how they want to live it and who they want to live it with you know and um, and so what you do faced with something like that is see that your, your most important thing is to is to um, know that you've got the wisdom within you to help you. And the more you can just hold this experience of another person lighter in your own thinking, you'll see that you'll see the wisdom from it. Well, Rob, thanks for uh, sharing that. Yeah. Are you new to the teleseminars? Yeah, yeah, this is my first time. <clears throat> oh, welcome, welcome. That's wonderful. Um, well, I'm getting ready to to close. You know, I really apologize that um, this has taught me now to really uh, make sure that the screen I see from the instant teleseminar program, uh, I I make sure it's uh, it's it's working correctly. Because uh, thanks, Sandra, again for letting us know, and I saw all these hands that I can't get to, and I apologize for that, but I'll be better um, next month. I wanted to just tell you all something that um, I'm offering um, for uh, the rest, for up until the, the, new, the new year. Um, I'm offering uh, some sessions around uh, helping people get maximum impact of their understanding of the principle, so that... Um, they can be more in touch with the sense of peace and wisdom that we carry within ourselves and become aware of their own obstacles to seeing the, the, the principles deeper and, uh, and also finding more peace of mind. So what I have done for the people just on the teleseminars is um, uh, I've offered um, a 45-minute free maximize your understanding of the principles session. Uh, seven of those, you would you could pick one of them, to the end of the year. So there's seven open for that. It's free, uh, 45 minutes. We would just talk together. And um, it's just offered to the people who use the teleseminars. Because I've heard people have come up to me and have talked to me on the phone and said it's, they're really getting a lot and I just want to be offer something back where you'd have an opportunity to maybe see the principles a little more. So there are seven open slots to the end of the year. If you'd like one, just send me an email. So that would be to dr, like a doctor, dr, and my name, Mark Howard, M-A-R-K-H-O-W-A-R-D, at comcast.net, C-O-M-C-A-S-T dot net. So Dr. Mark Howard at Comcast.net. And we'll schedule something. Um, okay, well, um, again, it was, it was just wonderful to be able to have all of you here on the teleseminar. Uh, just really getting some good numbers now. I just love that. Uh, again, my sincere apologies uh, for people who raised their hands. So for people who raised their hands... Somebody is anonymous. Somebody is a cell phone in San Jose. And uh, those are the only two remaining people I didn't get to. 
for the two of you, if you email me your question, I'll answer it because I didn't get a chance to do it today and it was my fault. Because I just didn't see the hands till they were like 10 minutes left to go. Okay, everybody, good talking with you. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see one another uh, in December. So have a good month and um, we'll, we'll talk with you again in December unless uh, you'd like one of those few sessions. All right, take care, everybody. Love to you all. Have a great rest of the day. Okay, bye-bye. The conference is now completed. Goodbye. Welcome to the conference. Please enter the conference ID, followed by the pound key.